Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Jessica Toon. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discussed should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing Development Authority. Hey, Kate. Hey, Jessica. It's almost Halloween. Happy Halloween, Kate. Are you ready? You know, I'm as ready as, ready as I'm going to be. Got got some kid costumes. Some candy. Not really candy because we are out with the kids. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So nobody goes by our house. Pumpkins? Sorry. You got pumpkins, yes. Carving those pumpkins? Yep, carving those pumpkins this week. We're right. on it. You guys yeah. ready? We sure are. I have purple ninja. Ooh, a purple ninja. That's what I kind of want. I've to got be. a purple genie. So together, they could combine forces and be purple. Yeah. So it's our Halloween episode, Kate, and we traditionally do like to approach Halloween with a spooky, spooky topic. So uh, with with a little bit of humor, we hope. Um, this topic, however, could be a tad more serious than some of our earlier efforts. We do get a lot of questions about what to do when your client passes away before a transaction is completed. How do you move forward with the transactions? What duties do you owe the family? And of course, how do you get paid? So these are all important in their own way and we'll touch on each of them. But it's important to note one thing at the outset, estate issues are very complex and no two are exactly alike. For that reason, we always advise you to consult with an attorney who does estate work if you have a specific question. So first, as the life of the party always says, you know me. Ooh, I can't wait. Let's talk about contract law. Oh. Not where you thought I was going. That was disappointing. <laughs> so bad. I'm so sorry. So, sorry you, to this You are not invited to my party. <laughs> Uh, the question about what happens with contracts when one of the parties expires or dies uh, has been around since, you know, at least Shakespeare's time. Oh. Though most of the opinions are definitely not Romeo and Juliet quality. But poetic. <laughs> so poetic. Uh, however, modern courts have generally divided contracts into two categories, personal and impersonal. Now, personal contracts are things that often involve specific skills or talents related to the deceased person. Without him or her being alive, the basic point of the contract ceases to function and it dies along with the party. However, impersonal contracts are things that can just as easily be transferred by the deceased person's estates. Courts have typically held real estate contracts to fall into this category, but it's not an absolute rule. Make sure you look at your specific contract to see if there's language about the contract surviving the death of a party. We include that language, for instance, in our purchase contract. So now that we've gotten our contract's primer out of the way, let's talk in general terms about what happens to the estate, including real estate, of a person who is deceased. In most circumstances, the estate must go through what's known as probate. Probate will be necessary if the estate had relatively substantial assets, including property owned solely by the deceased individual. There are two tracks that can be taken, will or no will, which is also referred to as intestate. If the deceased person had a will, it will name someone as an executor. 
If there's no will, the court will appoint an administrator. Both titles serve the same function, to safeguard the assets of the estate, pay debts or taxes owed, and distribute the property as the will or state law directs. They're often referred to generally as the personal representative. This personal representative has the authority to make decisions that are binding on the estate. That includes handling details relating to a pending real estate transaction. Whether it's appearing at settlement or signing a release, the personal representative is going to be your first call. We should note that this is what happens if the seller owns the property by him or herself. If the seller owned the property with a co-seller in some kind of joint tenancy, the sale can still be executed as planned because all of the interest in the house transfers to the other seller. So the real take-home message here is that your deal does not automatically die just because your client has. However, you should be sensitive to the fact that the timeline for your deal might get pushed out further than you originally planned. So if you are using a time is of the essence or on or before contract, you'll want to consider drafting an amendment that will push settlement out to allow the estate proceedings to come to a conclusion. If you're using an on or about contract, you have a little leeway, but you might want to discuss an amendment anyway. If you are on the opposite side of the deceased party, you should let your clients know that this transaction might not be as easy as it originally appeared to be. Try to manage their expectations that settlement might have to be pushed out a little farther. And now, a break from our sponsor. BHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time homebuyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit VHDA.com. All right, Kate, let's take it to the Halloween hotline. My client owns a half interest in a property that he wants to sell, but the person who owns the other half just passed away. How do I handle the listing agreement if the client doesn't own the entire property? You should wait until the estate goes through probate before you move forward with the listing agreement. Because at this point, we don't know who actually took possession of the dead owner's ownership percentage. We can't determine who would have to actually agree with the listing agreement. If there are disputes in the probate process, it may be in your best interest to consult your own attorney that's familiar with estate issues. Jessica. I represent the seller in a transaction where the buyer passed away one week before closing. His broker is holding the $1,000 earnest money deposit. Our seller has spent a lot of money fixing issues raised in the buyer's home inspection requests. Is there a way the sellers can recover this money to help offset their repair expenses? First, you should remember that just because a buyer dies, it doesn't mean that the valid purchase agreement falls apart. To get out of the deal, you would need a release executed by both your seller's and the buyer's personal representative. That release can direct the deposit to your seller's if both sides agree, but it's not automatic. Remember that the estate normally has to go through probate before an executor can be appointed, so it might not happen right away. All right, Kate, last question. My seller owned property by himself and entered into a valid purchase agreement with a buyer for the property. A couple weeks later, before closing, he died. I just got a call from the seller's son who says he's the rightful heir to the property and doesn't want to sell. What do I do? If the seller entered into a valid purchase agreement before he passed away, the seller's estate is bound to honor the contract, even if the heir had the expectation that he would be able to live in the house. 
The personal representative can enter into negotiations with the buyer to release the estate from the contract, but the buyer or buyers are not under any obligation to do so. Let's talk about how we can limit your risk. Once a person dies, a court will normally appoint a personal representative to handle all of the affairs of the estate. If you need documents signed or decisions made about a pending closing, seek out that person. Make sure that if your client dies prior to closing, you keep in mind that the purchase contract will most likely survive that death and bind the estate to the purchase, and it will definitely bind the estate if the contract has specific language stating that it will. If you are on the opposite side of a transaction from a deceased individual, remember that things could take a lot more time to sort out. Make sure that your clients are also aware of these potential delays. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are dead, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.